0: Hey, hiring managers, reopening your small business and rebuilding your team can be tricky when 64% of furloughed workers don't plan to return to their previous employer. If your workers don't come back, Snagajob is here to help. Use snagajob.com to handle your rehiring with access to 47 million hourly workers looking for service industry jobs like yours. You'll save 25% each month with promo code podcast. Start hiring at snagajob.com today.
1: Tech news for your life. This is the One Wave Podcast. Oh, good evening to everybody. Luke right here with your One Wave Podcast, coming to you live from the beautiful, beautiful state of Mississippi. I don't know why I'm lying to myself, but <laughs> 517 Central Time, 617 Eastern Time. I hope everyone is doing great and ready for Wednesday. We are less than five days away from the Samsung Unpacked event. It's something that we are personally going to be tuning into and we're going to actually be here live going from about 30 minutes to showtime to kind of go over uh, even more in-depth expectations as to what we would like to see And uh, bringing you the news ads is happening. So that way, if you can't tune in, you can definitely uh, listen in and we can give you whatever you may want to hear. So, today we're going to be discussing the years past, a couple of years past since the uh, Samsung unpacked event, you know, as what happened and uh, the differences between the phones, obviously, besides price, look look at text specs, colors, all that kind of stuff. So, onward we go sam and rosie have taken today off thankfully so they uh are catching up on some much needed rest which is something i need to do but <laughs> trying to run this is not fun it's it's a lot so we'll definitely be having them back hopefully with the next couple of days so Oh, goodness. All right. So, uh, obviously, Samsung Note 8, Samsung Note 9, two phones that we're going to be comparing. These are the two phones that have come out in the last couple of years with the Unpacked events. And the key difference, obviously, minus the fact that the price point, which is absolutely crazy, uh, $350 for the Note 8, 650 was a huge jump uh, within... Samsung and then? within that one year time frame, if I'm saying this right, uh battery life was probably about twelve days for the note nine and nine excuse me, ninety-three point six hours battery life on standby or battery life for the uh, Note 8. Standby time for the Note 9 288 hours compared to the Note 8 94 hours. Now if we look at storage capacity, it's not really that surprising. That there was a huge jump in storage capacity and something that really, I guess, really caught people's eyes. Uh, 120 gigs, 256 gigs, and 512 gigs in the Note 9 versus 64, 128, 256. Now, this is what I want to see from Apple. You know, really, who has a use for only 64 gigs of of storage. I just think that is just completely crazy to sit back and even think about that. Uh simple fact is sixty-four gigs is about as relevant as sixteen gigs of storage. You're not gonna get very much. Sixty-four gigs, whenever you really compare, you know, any operating system, updates, that's gonna take memory, you know, those precious photos that you have if you're you know, kids first walk or your first date or something that's going to take up memory and the fact is folks we're really pushing in to a higher spectrum of uh, memory usage and what I mean by that is phones are now starting to do more than what they used to do it used to be you know 20 years ago phones were nothing more than that they were a phone they were never meant for this mobile computing stuff that we do now And it's so weird that I say that because I'm only 31 and I can still remember when the first iPhone came out. I can still remember the HTC G1 coming out on C-Mobile's network running Android 1.3 Cupcake. This was shocking that this was happening, but the advancements that have been made, you know, since then, it's crazy. Forgive my voice, Um, but it's crazy. Uh, If we really look at it... uh, cameras are getting better so they're taking more megapixels which is going to in turn take more storage you know some phones will shoot raw versus some phones may not which is rare most phones are going to shoot raw some phones may shoot only jpeg and there's a big storage difference you know you may look at a 21 megabyte file for one single raw photograph versus a jpeg file may only be two megabytes at at best my point is you know samsung's really been pushing out the 8k layers of these phones you know shooting 8k and here's here's my thought process 8k at this point is irrelevant it is stupid it is pointless it is pointless in the sense of fact just because of the fact 8k no one owns an 8k television you can't enjoy 8k video quality on youtube unless you have like you know a gigabit internet speed with an 8k tv and even that you're still pushing it It, it's so pointless now it's a good idea but i think we're way too early now according to samsung obviously we're never too early which to me it's way too early I think, personally, 8K should have been pushed out in the next couple of years as 8K becomes the new norm. But it's hard to find people that have still replaced those, you know, old tube TVs, you know, the 720 high defs. And they think, oh, this is good. This is cool. Versus now, yeah, 4K, which is, you know, more than four times the clarity of any sort of 1080 or 720 television. So... 8k to me just seems pointless at this point it's a good idea however i don't i don't think that it's what we need right now i personally think you know we need to also f- focus our attention more on issues that need to be um need to be addressed you know like uh, battery life is a huge thing you know fixing some of the problems that people have with the batteries is huge i think we could have you know, eventually turn our focus there and, um, you know, we can sit back and we can say, Hey, you know, battery life needs to be worked on. Let's get a higher milliamp hour battery in these phones or a new type of battery, battery in these phones. If you look at the battery comparison, you know, you had uh 3,300 milliamp hours on the note eight, and then a jump up to the 4,000 milliamp hour battery on the note nine, so it's one of those things where it's good in a sense, but all this good does come at a cost. Obviously, like I said, three hundred fifty dollars for the Note Eight, and then six hundred fifty dollars. You're looking at more than a three hundred dollar difference in a year's time frames. That's just crazy. So you know, again, tell me what y'all think. You know, do y'all believe it's way too early for eight K? Do y'all think it's way too early for twelve K? I say it is. And some uh, some people in tech world may not think that. They may not say that. Excuse me, I had to cough there for a second. But anyway, so moving forward, you know, obviously clock speeds on the Note 8 at a 2.35 uh, gigahertz processor versus the Note 9 was a 2.8 gigahertz processor. You know, of course, Qualcomm has the Premier, you know, luxury type brands that's really coming out with these phones especially as it's kind of getting pushed um especially as it's just kind of getting pushed with the amount of uh bandwidth man i am losing my train of to thought today oh my goodness anyway i see a big uh, not really a big dip but an unnoticeable dip in the uh pixel density at uh 521 pixels for the note 8 the uh Note 9 was at 516 516 pixels per inch. That's only what PPI means. Uh, Let me find a better way to explain PPI. Uh, That way I can make sure. that um, It essentially... The best way to put it, pixels per inch is our measurements of the pixel density resolution of an electronic imaging device such as computer, monitor, or television. Essentially, you can... Take a photograph of a um, take a photograph of a screen, and you'll see a bunch of dots, a bunch of very big or very small dots, and very bright. Those are pixels. So when you're talking about PPI, you're looking at pixels per inches, measurements of the pixel density, which is your resolution. So go figure it out from there. The uh, eight, obviously eight cores on both phones. That was not surprising. So RAM was six gigs, not surprised there. 4G LTE quad band, which means it can literally take in even more bands like four four by four MIMO, which is multiple input multiple output. Just means that you can put a lot more people on a cell tower and not have any slowdowns and still get premium performance out of that specific cell tower. Not really too surprising there about them. Obviously, touchscreen. Not sure why that was highlighted, but hey, you know whatever. Um, and obviously, you know, you had the lens aperture, of, uh, difference, which was kind of crazy, uh, at F 2.4 for the note nine and F 1.7 for the note eight, which to me just seems a little bit crazy. So expectations over unpacked are just wildly real and at least in my, this is what I'm hoping for when we're talking about Samsung, Samsung, this is what we need better battery life, better battery life all around. Uh, the shareable charging is an absolute remarkable idea. However, your camera needs a lot of work. Your depth of field, your blacks, your whites, your tones are not that good. To me, at least they are not that good. Uh, I had a Note 9 and it was not good. It was okay. You know, I had a lot of problems with the network, which may not be, necessarily be samsung's fault but it also could have been t mobiles fault it kind of is one of those toss-ups as to who you can really blame for it so what i want better battery life better camera more security behind these phones you know I, i'm honestly it, it's crazy to think that android still has not fixed the problem with messengers they've been trying to catch up with iMessage for a long time there's a reason why it's because folks when we talk about iMessage it's encrypted meaning that the conversation stays between you and the person that you're texting right so it has a thing called end-to-end encryption and what end-to-end encryption is again it's secure between you and that other person there's no one else that can read the conversation access the conversation it virtually does not exist uh the the messages and everything are actually sent via Wi Fi rather than via cellular data, which is what Android still uses. This is why if say you have friends or family overseas and they have an iPhone, you can still theoretically text them because you're not using your uh, you're not using your cell phone data. You're using your internet, be it whether it's your LTE internet or your um Wi Fi internet. So there's that. There is that. So that's a good thing. Now, Android is still not into end encrypted. There are ways to get uh, end end encryption signal, which is a huge messaging platform, or you take the other route and use WhatsApp. They're also end end encrypted, but of course, WhatsApp is uh, obviously owned by Facebook. Go figure that one out. So uh, by the way, kind of off subject, but T Mobile announcing yesterday four lines unlimited. You can go for $25. That's $100 for four lines. If you want to move up, then you can pay $30 for four lines and get an included 5G phone. This is something that they just announced. I want to say it was a couple of days ago. I know I'm a little late to it, but oh well. <laughs> um,. It's something that was announced just a couple days ago. So, who knows? You know, this could be good. Some, back on a Samsung, though, some rumors are circulating that Samsung's going to have a big deal uh, with pre-orders. Now, this is what's enticing, and this is where I will give Samsung a lot of love and credit, is promotions. Promotions, promotions, promotions. They do amazing at Promotions. And I know I said that probably about three, four three or four times. That was just way too much. But Samsung does a heck of a job with the promotions. I want to say it was the note nine or note eight. One of the two. But I want to say it was the uh it was the note nine that came with the earbuds. And that to me was just sick. That to me was a sign of hey. We want to do good. We want to do better. Obviously, you remember the Note 7 debacle, how they had exploding phones. It cost Samsung $12 trillion. I want No, excuse me, $12 billion. I'm thinking wrong. But it cost $12 billion between stock prices being plummeted, uh, hospital bills, lawsuits. And I still don't think people are really over that. Airlines still have the Note 7 blacklist it's like if you still own the note 7 you do not travel with that the, the airlines like nope send it back home on a poll, poll posted from samsung pakistan um uh, they're asking what are you looking forward to 30.5 percent of people are saying a premier and stylish design 20.1 20. 21.7 excuse me superior camera uh obviously the big winner here not surprising thirty three point six ding 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 extended battery life and a fourteen point two vote for powerful gaming so hey we have some we have some interesting ideas as to what is gonna be going on uh and if you do pre order the uh new phone if you go over to samsung's website via twitter you can actually get a 50 dollar credit just for pre-ordering now promotions wise and i know i kind of got off a little off subject there but a uh, promotion wise they are rumored to be including the uh active watch the new active watch that's coming out with samsung now this of course is just a rumor that's not confirmed so don't quote me don't you know message me saying hey you're wrong Look, it's a rumor. It's what we're reading, and we cannot confirm nor deny that that may or may not happen. Samsung has a great... They have great intentions with promotions. I don't know how they do it, but they're not afraid to let people know, hey, look, we're thinking about you. Pre-order our phone, and we want to give you an extra treat. We want to give you this little goody, I guess is the best way to say it. But obviously, the rumors are spreading all over the uh, internet and you got improved battery life you've got improved uh, workout tracking on the new galaxy watch 3 that's the uh, newest watch that's supposed to be coming out there's a couple of unboxing pictures which if you want to see head on over to our twitter page that is going to be well, twitter.com backslash nerd underscore wave you can see all of our reposts and you can actually still listen to us uh, via Twitter as well. Qualcomm is hinting at a slight delay of the debut of the Apple 5G iPhones. This comes on the heels of uh, the, I want to say it's CFO, was quoted as saying that the potential effect for revenue forecasts due to the impact of the delay of a 5G phone flagship phone launch. So essentially what they're saying is, hey look, uh hold on. <laughs> I shouldn't do this, but uh but as the delay might be brief. We're seeing a partial impact from the day delay of a flagship phone launch. And so what we've seen in that slight delay is pushes of some units from the September quarter to the to the December quarter. And this was the CFO, Chief Financial Officer of Qualcomm, saying this. So, it looks like us iPhone fanboys just may have to wait. We may... Yes, that was my arm. <laughs> we may have to wait for that brand new iPhone 5G to come out. Checking with AT&T, their 5G is supposed to be nationwide. And I live so close to Alabama that... It's actually kind of funny because they don't have 5G over here yet. Uh, The rumor is they have that 5G-E stuff, which I want to say is a very low-band 5G, but I'm not sure if that is over here yet itself. I'm not sure what they have over here yet, but uh, at least where I'm at, we do not have 5G. T-Mobile has 5G. However, um, I don't have T-Mobile. I have thankfully uh at&t mobile don't get me wrong it's an amazing company but their services just it, it's good but it's not it, forgive me for saying but it's not good enough in my eyes uh there's so many issues with the um with the time it takes to connect and the fact that the there's really not a lot of um good with t-mobile's network at this point only because of the fact when you live in the middle of the sticks like i do you have to sacrifice what um what good service you may get in the city versus coming out here when you live around a bunch of trees a bunch of woods you don't get the best service versus at and i mean it's it's amazing i, I don't lose service at all uh, according to rumors though the price tag for the samsung watch 3 will start at 400 dollars. of course this is a rumor uh pictures are showing right now oh my goodness this say like, let me move this mic over here a little bit let's see uh, large 22 by 150 9.4 millimeter that's a large variant it looks like they'll have four different colors mystic black mystic silver black leather and Black leather. I'm not sure why it's listed twice. It as Corning's Gorilla Glass DX with a 1.4 34 millimeter Super AMOLED screen. It'll have Tizen 5.5 with 16 gigs of RAM and a 8 gigabyte internal storage. It will support LTE, Wi-Fi 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi as well, and Bluetooth 5.0. The 45 millimeter LTE model will also have a 340 milliamp hour battery and weigh just around 55 grams. The 41 millimeter LTE model is going to come in, let's see, uh, 1.2 super AMOLED Corning Gorilla Glass Dance display, ties in base 5.5, same 16 gigs of RAM and 8 gigs of storage same lte and wireless specs as well battery life though, 247 milliamp hours and it looks to be just a little smaller with a slightly lesser weight at 48 grams so not much of a big difference but for 400 really doesn't seem like that's that bad of a deal so let's know what you think do you think you would be enticed to switch to samsung if you have iphone That's going to be our biggest question. Actually, you know, we'll start that on our uh, Facebook, which by the way, if you've not went over to our Facebook page yet, please go over there and like us. We have been getting bombarded by likes and love by so many folks. And it's just amazing to see everyone supporting us and folks, I'm telling you, I couldn't be more thankful for what I am right now uh, with the help of Sam and her wife, Rosie, this this all has went so nicely. And the amount of support that we've been getting with this podcast has been amazing. But if you want to go follow us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash one nerve nerd wave. That's facebook.com backslash one nerd wave. Again, we do that at Twitter, twitter.com, uh, twitter.com backslash nerd underscore wave. You can easily find us. So, big news. We are actually moving away from Spreaker. Our subscription with him is going to end on the 6th. Though we really haven't been on here that long. There have been some... I won't say really changes, but... We have a lot of love for Spreaker. You know, the amount that they give us a virtual console. We don't have to have a physical console here, which is nice. So, folks, it's hard. It's hard to make these decisions, but we are moving actually back over to Anchor as of the 6th. uh, We're going to still be able to use the live feature. However, we just don't get that many people listening to us live. Our shows are actually just viewed more on an on-demand basis. So, we're really paying way too much for uh, to go live when really not a lot of people listen and it's nothing against folks, but I mean, if we're only Live for say 30 to 45 minutes and no one's listening in It's a good thing. It's a bad thing It's a good thing for us because this means we can still get a message out But it's kind of a bad thing because it just means people are not listening and that to us is just kind of like looking at the money and it's like, oh, well, you know, let's go back to anchor so we will have a full description of Anchor in there for you. That way, uh, y'all can get uh, can go over there and like us. It will take us a little bit to do just because we don't want to make the sudden jump. But we will have the link on our Facebook page and on our Twitter as well. That way, everybody can go over and like us. Again, follow us on Facebook. Facebook.com backslash one nerd wave, Twitter.com. Backslash nerd underscore wave. I thank everyone for supporting us. Well, we'll see you guys soon. Are you sad this episode is over? Well, let's turn that frown upside down. Hey, y'all, it's Luke from the One Wave Podcast. You can take us anywhere with you. All you have to do is just search One Wave on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash one nerd wave. Also tweet us at nerd underscore wave tech news for your life. This is the one wave podcast.
0: Hey, hiring managers. Reopening your small business and rebuilding your team can be tricky when 64% of furloughed workers don't plan to return to their previous employer. If your workers don't come back, Snagajob is here to help. Use Snagajob.com to handle your rehiring with access to 47 million hourly workers looking for service industry jobs like yours. You'll save 25% each month with promo code PODCAST. Start hiring at Snagajob.com today. Hackers, the modern day criminal. My name is Jack, and I'm glued to a good cybercrime story. Just listen to some of these guys.
1: I accidentally robbed the wrong bank the last time I was in Beirut.
0: The first time you steal a billion dollars, it's a bit of a rush. After you've kind of done this so many times, it's almost expected. Want to hear the rest of their stories and other true stories from the dark side of the internet? Go listen to the podcast Darknet Diaries.